Good afternoon. I am Pastor Antonio Eubanks of Heath Ministries, where we believe in using the Word of God to heal, empower, and teach so that you may be properly equipped to help establish the kingdom of God and its principles in your families, communities, and world. If you're in the Metro Atlanta area, we invite you to attend our Sunday service for a life-impacting experience. Please visit our website at heatministries.org for more information. We would love to hear from you. But for now, we pray that you enjoy this message. God bless. We started looking forward to the new year, you know, back in October, like well, when, when January rolled around. You know, I'm convinced that most people only look for the new year because they know them W 2s coming, but that's not It ain't really got nothing to do with the new year. They just they just know it's W 2 time, you know. So they don't run through that money by February to be broke again. That's another story. We're going to deal with that in a couple of weeks anyway. Um, I'm talking about from the pulpit too, amen. That's um, right. But what I want to deal with today is, is this new year, new me type, type mentality. Now, just to give a quick background, even with myself, I remember back in the day when I was outside of the church, we just keep it like that. And, you know, I had been in, grew up in it, this, that, and the other, and I got outside, and I'm like, man, I ain't, I'm not with that church stuff because it, it seemed like to me church had become like a pharmaceutical industry. <laughs> All they're trying to do is sustain you till you get to some other place to where everything gonna be all right. I, I'm not trying to provide the cure to you right now. I'm just gonna sustain you for, for the moment. I'm just gonna sustain you for right now. I'm gonna give you some feel good medicine. Uh, I'm gonna give you a little something to, to make you feel good and, and I'm gonna make you happy and I'm gonna make you think about the by and by and the, and the heavens and the mansions that you're gonna get and all that stuff. But, but I'm not gonna address what's going on right now. You know, and then we come up with the little slogans for the new year, like say, new year, new me, and you know, it's my time in 99, and you know, all, all the, you know, and, and some of us still ain't had that time yet. You know, it's 99 gone, it's 16 more years later, and then we still, you know, what we gonna say, you know, I'm looking mean in 16 or whatever, you know. And, and, it, and it makes us feel good, you know, December 31st packs churches out. You know, cause even the people who don't go to church looking for something, they looking for a little, a little, little shot. You know, a little, little spiritual heroin, so to speak, to get you know a little spiritual speed or whatever. You know, to get them, to get them a little spiritual LSD to kind of get them, you know, the spiritual drug. Cause, cause they they looking to get get happy. They looking to get happy. And again, they think on December thirty first, this little spiritual pixie dust fly down out of the sky, you know, and you run around the church five times, and you know, you you give your little offering and everything, gonna magically change. We set our little resolutions, resolutions. We come up with a list of resolutions, you know. And some of us good, we write them down, but then this is how many of them we keep. <laughs> This is how many of them we keep. <laughs> Am I being for real? Let's just be real with each other today, amen? I'm not going to preach. This is more of a teaching session, amen? 
Because we got to be real about some things. Because because I don't know about y'all, but it's time it's time out for for just talking about it. It's time to be about it. It's time to it's time to move past feeling good. Because even the word of God says what? That we worship him in spirit. When that's that feel good. It, it makes you feel good. The spirit, you you fall down, you go out in the spirit. Girl, I was drunk in the spirit. I was so messed up. Lord, we had such a good time. But then what about that truth? The truth is, if you when you get up off of that drunken state at the altar, the truth is, if you don't change your mindset, the truth is, if you don't change some things, then guess what? You're going to come right back to the altar and try to get drunk again, and you're going to fall down again, and it's just going to be a vicious cycle. You come get drunk, you get sober, truth hits you, and, and nothing ever changes. You, it, it's, a, it's a pharmaceutical industry. And, and churches are fine with that, but I'm not. I'm not. And when I came back to the church, I'm like, God, you got to show me something practical. You got to give me something for real. You got to let me know how do I apply this to my life. Because I know who I'm supposed to do it for is you. I know why I'm supposed to do it because I'm supposed to follow your word. I, I know when I'm supposed to do it. You know, go to church and, and go into the world. You know, I know when I'm supposed to do it. That's pretty much all the time. But see, I can know who, what, when, where, and why to do something. But if I don't know how. If I don't know how, then all the other stuff is futile. futile. Help me, help me. So, New Year, new me. New Year, new me. It's nice to say that. And I don't knock anybody who says, you know, Facebook posts and all that. I don't have no problem with all that. Because it does, it can be a new you. But but how many know we got a plan for that? We got to, we got to, we got to, do a course of action for that thing. It's kind of like the old joke where it says that there was four frogs sitting on the log. (laughs) And they thought about jumping in. How many frogs are sitting on the log? That's the question. How many frogs still sitting on the log? Four. Four. Because all they did was thought about it. All they did was thought about it, discussed it, talked about it amongst themselves, but nobody made a decision, and even past that, nobody made the action. New year, new me. New year, new me. We set these resolutions. How many in here set resolutions? Um, this, this, this is not a thing to say, so you should be doing that. How many How many set resolutions? Be, be honest with yourself. Did nobody say, okay, if you didn't set resolutions, how many say they want to do something different this year? Okay, that's a resolution. How many say that? How many say that they, you know, that they want to do some change in life, you know, there are going to be some changes this year, okay, or, or lose weight or get more money or do whatever. You, you decided to do something, amen? They're all resolution because all a resolution is defined is, is a firm decision to do or not do something. It's a firm decision to do or not do something. So whether we want to get, you know, sanctimonious and say, you know, I don't do those resolutions. You, you, in your mind, you, you really are. In your mind, because in your mind, you, there's something about the new year that says that, that you know, I, I want to do something new. Like the slate has been clean. The past is, ha, has been done away with. But here's the secret. That's every day. That's every day. New years are every day. You wake up every day is a new year. Why? Because the because the day you wake up, there's a whole other year in front of you. So every day is a new year. 
every day is a new year. So the slate is always clean. The only person concerned about your past is you and the enemy. You and the enemy. Why I'm saying that? Because God is not concerned about your past. God is not trying to even fix your past. God is, God is not a mechanic. He, you don't bring him your past and say, God, fix that. Why? Because he can't fix something that's already transpired. God is saying, I'm trying to lead you to the future. I'm trying to lead you to your destiny. I'm trying to lead you to your purpose. I, I can't fix what happened. I can't fix what happened. I, I can only help you right now. That's why now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Now faith. It says even resolution is also a, a formal expression of opinion or intention. Intention. See, that's what we got to do. What, what are we intending to do? But how many know that still ain't enough? Because good intentions don't make things happen. Good intentions don't make things happen. But now here's my favorite one of resolutions right here. It's a, it's a physics definition of science. It says that the replacing of a single force or other quantity by two or more jointly equivalent to it. Now what does all that mean? It's saying that to get a resolution, you gotta replace one force with another force. You gotta replace one force with another force that's equivalent to it. What am I saying? Remember what that scripture where Paul says that, that, that we're not fighting the war of flesh and blood, but of spiritual powers and high places and principalities? See, there's a force that is trying to fight, that is trying to get you to not have your resolve this year, to not have your resolution this year. See, another thing about resolution is, inside of that word, is solution. It is solution. How many of us are looking for solutions? Well, here we go. See, I said I'm making practical because that's what I want to do. I want it to be practical for us. Practical for us. What's the first thing we need to do? This, this is a writing down time if you want to. You can take it or you leave it, but this is how it's going to be. Because we're going to have practical steps. I'm going to run through them. So that was the build up. Now y'all ready to go? Put your seatbelts on. Let's ride. The first thing we do when we setting resolutions, and most of us avoid this thing, is to do what? Ask what God thinks. What does God think about what you're trying to resolve? What does God think about what you're trying to declare and set over your life? What does God think about it? See, a lot of times we can come up with all these fancy things we want to do. Well, I, I want to buy a house. I want to get a car. I want to get a man. I want to get a woman. I want a wife. I want, I want to go to school. I want, I want more money. I want this. I want that. You know, we come up with a laundry list of things, but, but some kind of way, we, we, we don't start right here. And the word says in Mark, what? Matthew 6 and 33 says what? It says, seek first. First? First. What does God think? I know you got all your little plans and we got all our stuff laid out, but what does God think? Have we considered the source? Have we considered the source? What does, what does God think? Turn to your Bibles in Proverbs chapter 16. Proverbs 16. Because I'm going to give you some word to go with the steps, but these are steps, amen? Because, see, we got to understand that there's a method to, to, the, to how we do things. God is a God of process and order. 
I know we, we like to be emotional a lot of times, but God is also a God of process and water. We're talking about a creator that created the earth in six days. Now, whether you want to debate theologically about that or not, that, that whether that was six days, six minutes, six hours, six years, six nanoseconds, the bottom line is it was six or something, which means that that was a process. He didn't do everything all at one time. That was a step and that was an order to how he did some things. The first thing is, what does God think? Proverbs 16 and 3 says what? Commit your work to the Lord. And then your plans will succeed. Or in my translation, will be established. Commit your work to the commit your work to the Lord and your plans will be established. Commit your work to the Lord and your plans will be established. Commit your work to the Lord and your plans will be established. What is that saying? What 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 does God think? Have you considered what God thinks? Have you have you committed what you're trying to do this year to God? Because then he says your plans will be established. Your plans will be established, meaning the foundation will be laid, meaning that you will receive what you're trying to do. He says, but have you thought about what I think first? Amen. See, God is the source. It said before him there was none, and after him there will be no more. So everything that flows through this earth, it says the earth is the and the fullness thereof belongs to God. And so everything, everything that we receive is nothing but a resource, meaning it's something that came from the source. Yes, yes, yes. So we gotta understand what does God think? Still in Proverbs, look at chapter 19. Chapter 19, verse 21. You're going to be in this, in this word for a little bit today. This is going to feel like Bible study. But see, I want you to get it because we have when you have scripture to stand on, then guess what? It becomes a guarantee. See, what I'm trying to give you is a guarantee. And it ain't even what pastor's saying. It's what the word of God is saying. So now you can hold him accountable. Amen? But how many know when you hold God accountable, that's the best person in the world to hold accountable because whatever he say is going to be done. If it doesn't exist, the minute he said what it is. Is done. Hallelujah. You're the only one that can make blue yellow. Amen. Proverbs 19 and 21 says what? Many are the plans in the mind of a man, but it is the purpose of the Lord that will stand. See, we can, many of us got plans. Many of us got plans. I, I know I know some of us older people we can talk to the young folks like like we know, it's like I know when you when you was young, you was like, well, by the time I'm 20, I'm gonna do this. By the time I'm 25, I'm gonna have my house and my car. By the time I'm 30, I'm gonna have my kids and stuff, and they gonna be nice and they gonna be proper speaking, and you know they're not gonna cause me no trouble. Then when they go to school, they're gonna get scholarships and they're gonna go out to school. They're gonna make money. And you lay out all these plans. Many are the plans in the mind of man, but. The purpose of the Lord will what? Always stand, will prevail. See, we can come up with all kind of stuff, but here is where we got to start. That's right. Amen. Number one, what does God think? Had the plans and the resolutions you came up with, did you come up with them in your own mind? And see, I know, don't trick yourself, because I know a lot of times we say, well, I heard from God, I sat down from God. See, we, when you, when you, when you, 
talking like that, sometimes it can just be your mind. You got to really decipher who you hear because, see, God will sound like your voice and you'll think you heard from God. But if it doesn't line up with the word, if it doesn't line, see, we got to get to the point where we say, God, this, I'm the, I'm the open new slate. It says new year, new me. Well, the new me is I'm clean. Everything that I want in my life, I want you to write upon me. I, I'm a new slate. I'm a new piece of paper. I want you to write upon me. That's what we got to do. What does God think? What does God think? That's number one. Number two, we got to define clear goals. You got to define clear goals. Your goals got to be specific. They can't be all arbitrary. They can't be all over the place. What am I saying? I'm making practical. Some people say at the beginning of the year, I just want to lose weight. That's not specific. Because what is it? Do you want to lose five pounds, 10 pounds, 20 pounds? Do you want to, do you want to not lose? Do you want to gain? Oh, I want, I want more money. I want a better job. Okay, well, do you want to, do you need to set up a spending plan, a budget? What's, what's going on? We need to set specific goals and write them down. That's the key. Set specific goals and write them down. Now set attainable goals, don't set crazy goals. Amen. Because see, some of us say, crazy, I want to lose weight. Well, then we say, well, I want to lose 100 pounds. And you know, and I want to do it in 30 days. <laughs> That's not going to work. No, that ain't practical. It's not practical at all. There's plenty of people out there that will make you feel good and think that it'll happen. There's plenty of people that will tell you that it can happen. Or, you know, especially with money, there's plenty of people say, you know, you can do this and you get rich in 30 days. All you gotta do is sell this and sell that. You know, and then they come through all the little multi-level marketing stuff. All, all this stuff jumps off in the new year. You know, gym memberships increase in January. They make so much money in January and new people don't even show up in February, March, or stuff, but still get billed every month. Multi-level marketing, show up. People say, yeah, you want to join this little thing? All you got to do is come to these meetings. I promise you, after about three months, you're going to be a millionaire. And then you look at them drive up in their raggedy car. But they're telling you about the millionaires they know. <laughs> See, you got to make things specific. Specific goals. It just can't be pie-in-the-sky type stuff. It's got to be obtainable. It's got to be attainable. Losing weight, okay, I want to lose I want to lose five pounds, and I want to do that in a month. That's an attainable goal. But now you got to have the plans to do that. But see, you got to define clear goals. We're still in Proverbs. Look at chapter 29. I'm going to give you a scripture with each one of these points. Because, see, that way you will know how to stand on them. Proverbs 29. Where we at? Proverbs 29 and verse 18. Proverbs 29 and 18 says what? Where there is no prophetic vision, the people cast off restraint. But blessed is he who keeps the law. He says, where there's no vision, the people cast off restraint. What is that saying? See, when you don't have a defined goal, you cast off your restraint. When you, when you, when you have, don't have a, a specific goal, you cast off restraint. What am I saying? When you don't have that goal written down that I want to lose these five pounds in a month, then guess what? When that Krispy Kreme hot donut light sign on, you go right to it. 
Because you don't have a defined goal. You don't have a you don't have it set up to what you're gonna do. See, it's one thing about goals. Goals will keep you away from mess. Goals will keep you away from trouble. Goals will keep you away. I ain't got time for that. No, I'm on a mission. I'm on a plan. Yeah, I see this right here. You, we got all these, we got cell phones here. I mean, you can have your goal with you all the time. You can set a little alarm every morning and pop up. So I'm making some practical stuff for you today. You can set a little alarm and it pop up on your phone every morning when you get up and it's telling you what your goal is for the day. So now it's in your face. You can even set it to reoccur every hour because some of us need to reprogram myself every hour on the hour because there's always something out there. Remember I said that force. There's always a force trying to take you away from what God is trying to get you to. We got to define our specific goals. Then once we get the goal, we got to do what? Set a plan. So we can write down goals all we want to, but if you have no plan, then it's just a good idea. Dreams don't manifest without work. See, the only place that success comes before work is in the dictionary. You know, S-T-U-V-W, okay. That's the only place it comes. We have to set a plan. You got to set a plan, meaning that that goal that's been specific, you saying that I want to lose five pounds in, in a month. Now what's the plan? Is it now you do is it how you gonna eat? Okay, I'm gonna cut out this, I'm gonna cut out cars, I'm gonna cut out eating this meat, I'm gonna go to the gym, you know, I'm gonna go to the gym, I'm gonna keep it, I'm gonna keep it real to myself, I'm gonna keep obtainable goal. I ain't gonna sit here and say I'm gonna go to the gym seven days a week, cause that just ain't even gonna happen. I ain't even built that way, I ain't even made like that. But I'm gonna try to at least start off 30 minutes every other day or two times a week. Dude, I'm gonna do something outside of what I was doing. Because how many know if you keep doing the same thing, you're going to keep getting the same thing? To think otherwise means that you are what? A fool. Turn to Luke 14. Because setting a plan. This is the purpose of setting a plan. Luke 14. This is the purpose of why we set plans. Luke 14, looking at verse, looking at verse uh, 28. Luke chapter 14. Verse 28. I told you this was more like a teaching session today. Amen. Luke 14, verse 28. It says, For which of you desires to build a tower does not first sit down and count the costs? You got to count the costs. Meaning you got a plan for this thing. It ain't gonna just happen. Or oh, I, I just want to build. A, I want to build a tower. Or I just want to write this book. I just want to, you know, create, start this business. And you just go out. You just you come up with a name. You get your business cards, and you just start going out and handling the folks. And, and you forgot to even put a phone number on there. Haven't even got a website. You just know that I, I just I just want to have a business card in my hand. I want to look like I'm doing something. I want to look like I'm having some action. But he said right here, he says, who who does that without counting the cost? Without counting the cost. Okay, you open up this business so much you want to bake cakes or whatever, but then what happens if you get an order for a hundred cakes? Are you equipped to do that? You out here handing out 10,000 business cards, there's a chance that it might be somebody putting in an order for a hundred cakes. How are you going to handle that? Your business ain't even equipped to handle that. But So now you got to turn it down. Now you got to look bad in front of people because you can't even, because you didn't count the cost. You didn't count the cost. You got to prepare for your blessing. 
You got to prepare for your blessing. See, we all talk about that scripture. We're talking about, you know, open up the windows of heaven and you pour out a, a, a blessing and room enough not to receive. See, my question always been about that. Why ain't you got room enough to receive it? Why you wasn't ready to receive it? Why you didn't have something big enough? If I see God pouring out something, I'm going to get the biggest thing I got because I'm trying to get all I can. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm going to let something overflow because I ain't selfish like that. But, but while he pouring, I'm trying to get as much as I can. Man. Forget about this, see, because you got to count the costs. Mm -hmm. He says, "What man does that?" He says, "Whether whether he has room to complete." Verse twenty nine. <coughs> Otherwise, when he's laid a foundation, meaning you set your goal, but you're not able to finish. All who see it began to mock him, saying, "This man began to build and was not able to finish." And see, the worst part about that being a Christian, because then we start adding God to it. God told me that I was going to get a house this year. God told me I was going to do this. God told me I was going to do that. And you go and tell everybody, which is nothing wrong with that. But then you don't set no plan. And then next thing you know, here goes six months later, ain't nothing manifested. Now folks questioning you and your God. When he had I thought God said, what's where God at? I thought you were going to do this. And now, now, now you got them all mixed up about who God really is because you didn't really quite hear. And if you did hear, you were so emotional and drunk with it that you didn't set no plan. You didn't set no plan. Then after you set a plan, we got to do what? Is my little thing working? We don't went out. Go to my next one. Just hit something. Page down. We done got messed up back there. Okay. Well, if you won't get that up there, where we had set a plan. Um, number four is make a make a schedule. Make a schedule. When are you gonna do this? See, it's one thing to have a goal. It's another thing to have a plan of what you're gonna do. But but when? Are you going to do it? When are you going to do it? When are you going to do it? Make make a schedule. Make a schedule. Plan to, 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 to do this. Let's look at Proverbs again. Proverbs 21. If you notice, Proverbs has a lot of wisdom. Amen? Amen. It's 31 days in January. We're already a couple days behind. It's 31 chapters in Proverbs. You do the math. Right. Proverbs uh, 21. And looking at verse, where well, we have Proverbs 21, look at verse 5. Proverbs 21, verse 5. It says, the plans of the diligent lead surely to abundance, but everyone who is hasty comes only to poverty. The plans of the diligent. Diligent means that those people are setting a, a schedule. They're setting a time. Like, I'm going to do this by then. I'm going I'm to handle this. And again, it's not saying that everything is going to work out. But you know the old saying, if you plan to fail, you fail to plan. So we have to set a schedule of time and of when we're going to do things. Because guess what? Time is not going to manage you, you got to manage it. Matter of fact, you don't even manage time because time is finite. Everybody get 24 hours a day. I don't care how rich you are, how black you are, how white you are, how ugly you are, how whatever. You get 24 hours just like everybody else. So the thing is, is how are we going to manage ourselves? See, sometimes that means you got to cut the TV off. 
doing that time. Well, I ain't got no time to do it. I'm, you know, I got to work. I got to do this. And I ain't got no time. Well, start, start just writing down how long you sit in front of the TV. Start writing down or, or looking at how, how long you're on Facebook or, or how long you're on the internet or, or doing just stuff that is outside of your goal. Anything that's outside of your goal is what? Distracting you from your goal. Meaning it's not going to get you to your goal. Amen. You gotta schedule. You gotta schedule this thing. You gotta make it. You gotta make it purposed. You gotta make it purposed. How many know that when God was creating the earth, He was like, okay, this day I'm gonna create the lights. The next day I'm gonna create the sun. Then I'm gonna create man on this day. He had it already mapped out, and it was new when. Okay, now it's time to do this. Now it's time to do that. Now it's time to carry this out. I ain't got time to be distracted over here. See, we gotta be like Nehemiah when when Sambal and Tobiah was coming. They was like, you know, come on down off that wall. He said, no, I got work to do. I got something that's going on. I got something that's greater. I got something that's greater than, than love and hip-hop. I got something that, that's greater than Facebook. I got something that's greater than Twitter. I got something that's greater than Snapchat. I got something. Yeah, I know there's social and all that, but see, I, I got time. I ain't got time to talk right now. I don't have time to be social right now, because I got something I'm trying. Now, I ain't trying to be funny. I ain't trying to be new or uppity or nothing, but I, but that's a distraction. I got goals, and when I got goals, I mean I got vision, and when I got vision means I got restraint, and when I got restraint, Strength means that I'm in control. It means that I'm on a path to my destiny. Amen. I'm not letting nothing clear me off. I'm not letting nothing knock me out. We got to make a plan. And we want to make a schedule. But then why do we have to do that? Because we got to prioritize. Some of us do too much. One of our good friends in ministry, uh, Lady Cleager and her husband, Pastor Gross, we went to their Vision for Victory workshop and it was it was um, very nice. I'm talking about them coming and doing it over here for us. But she talks about life minutes all the time. And, you know, you don't get those back. Every minute you spend somewhere, you don't get that back. That's why the Word of God says, teach us to number our days. Because we, we go through life like, for some reason, it's going to last forever. Like, tomorrow is just really promised. Like our next breath is really promised. So so we 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 do a lot of stuff and it's like, well, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that, I'm gonna do this, I wanna do everything. But God says you gotta prioritize. You gotta prioritize. We we gotta we do too much. What am I saying? Sometimes we spend our we spend the most of our time with people and things that don't mean nothing to us. They have really no value. They're not adding nothing to us. They're not imparting nothing to us. They're not helping us. They're not. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying you're supposed to just be around people because you're trying to get something from them. Because that's not the mentality I'm talking about. But at the same time, why are you hanging around leeches and, 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 and vampires and people sucking stuff out of you? They can't never pull nothing into you. If, you, if you. if you're the smartest person in your group, then you're in the wrong group. Amen. <laughs> Like Dennis Kimbrough said in, in, in Think and Grow Rich, he said, if you got nine broke friends, then you're going to be number 10. That's right. <laughs> it ain't an if. It's, it, it's a matter of when. 
Because see, we 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 gotta prioritize what we're doing. When when are we gonna do this? Make your yeses be your yeses and your no's be your no. You can't be everything to everybody. You can't be all places at all times. You're not God. I know he made us like God and we're little gods and the sub the spirits are subject to us, but we're not omnipresent. I can't be here, there, and everywhere at the same time. I can't be stressed and pulled. That's why we said even in the house when 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 uh when the lame uh, Sister Lima stepped up and said she want to help with the outreach. Good. I ain't got no problem with that because I can't do everything. Don't want to do everything. I'm not going to be woe out doing this thing. I, this is not what God didn't call me to be woe out. He called me the pastor. It, it, it's a different It's a different calling. I don't know. Some of them people call to be woe out, but I ain't called for that. It ain't that I don't want stuff to get done because I do want stuff to get done in the house. But guess what? I'm not going to die trying to do it. It's, I know he said give your life, but that ain't what he was talking about. That ain't what he really was. And, and if he did, then y'all pray for Pastor and say, God, give Pastor revelation on what giving life really is. But I don't think that's what he meant. I don't think he meant that I'm supposed to die trying to drag this thing. He said, no. He said, he said just like with Jeff Rowe. Turn Matter of fact, turn to Exodus. I'm going to show you because y'all like, Pastor, oh, making right. this stuff Y'all think Pastor making this stuff up? Let's turn to where I'm at. Let's see. I think it's Exodus 18. Yeah, let's let's look at that one. See, see, you gotta know what God. If God didn't call you to be wore out. People are trying to wear you out. You know, get you and make you uh, 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 commit to stuff that you don't even really want to do. Here, here go. Here go. Something's gonna help you out. Yeah, Here go a little dirty. I'm gonna give you some free. Cause y'all already gave off anyway. <laughs> that was a joke. That was a joke. <laughs> but seriously though, here it is. If somebody asks you to do something, and your first response, I'm talking about that immediate response is not a yes, then you probably don't really want to do it. See, as soon as they say, "Well, can you come over here?" and you start saying, "Mmm," or uh, "Well, let me let me think about it," you know, let me say, uh, "Yeah, I'm gonna try to make it," you know. See, I'm gonna pray. Oh, Lord. and see, that's when you pray in God in there. Yeah. Let me pray on it. I mean, we've had people here who we've asked to, you know, to pray at the beginning of the service, and they say, "Let me pray on it." How you gotta pray on the pray? Yeah. But see, people are people are yes. I'm not lying. I know, I know, Am I lying? I know you. Okay. And so, the only reason I say that because they ain't here. <laughs> they don't go here no more anyway. But anyway, here's all the thing. Here's what I'm saying though. Because if your immediate answer is not a yes, then move on. It's okay. No is an okay word. No is not a cuss word. No ain't gonna make you go to hell. No is not gonna take your salvation. No sometimes can save you. Sometimes doing nothing is doing something. You ain't gotta always be doing something. I know when, when I, I do stock trading and investing or whatever, and one of the things they teach you is like people talk about, you know, I gotta always be investing. I always gotta be buying stock, buying stuff. And, and they teach you that they're really sometimes not buying is doing something. Right. You ain't gotta always be doing something. Cause sometimes you get caught up in the wrong thing at the wrong time with the wrong people doing the wrong stuff at the wrong place, and then you wrong too. Wrong and broke. What was I talking about? Oh, Jeff Rowe, right? Jeff Rowe. So if you don't get that immediate yes, just don't 
you know, if, if you gotta start making us stuff, yeah, just send me an address or you know, send me text me, let me know, let me know. I, yeah, I'm gonna check my calendar. You don't even keep a calendar. So let me check your calendar. Ain't nothing on your calendar. If I look at your calendar, it'll be like this piece of paper right here. But you talking about let me check your calendar. Come on now, just just say no. Let your if you don't do nothing else this year, let your yeses be your yeses and your no's be your no. And if they not gonna be, don't put God up in the middle. I'm tired of folks messing up the image of my God. Cause then they look making God like he's schizophrenic. Well, God told me to do this, but now he told me to do that. How he just told you that a week ago? Now don't get me wrong, I know God's speaking, he can change his, he can change direction and change course, but I don't think God is schizophrenic. I don't think he just be coming up with stuff all willy-nilly and like, oh, well, I told you to go over here today, but now tomorrow you're supposed to be over here. And this your church today, and next week is this your church. I mean, come on, man, it don't work that way. I, I just don't. Again, pray for your pastor to get revelation if it do, but I don't, and that's going to be a hard prayer because I don't think it worked that way. Amen? Amen. Because, see, I will say Exodus 18, verse 17. Exodus 18, verse 17. Basically, I, I, yeah, he would, is that the right place? Yeah, it's good enough. Because, see, Moses was trying to do everything. He was trying to, all the people coming up to him, and Moses this, and Moses that, and Moses this. In verse 17, it says, Moses' father-in-law said to him, what you're doing is not good. What you're doing is not good, period. Verse 18, you and the people with you will certainly wear yourselves out. For the thing is too heavy for you. You are not able to do it alone. See, the thing we got here is too heavy for either any one of us to do. We, we, our mission, our vision is to heal, empower, and teach the, through the word of God so that the people of God can, can reach the kingdom of God. So the thing is, that's a heavy thing because it's so broad. Like, we can't do this alone. Me and Pastor Paula ain't never tried to do this alone. We, 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 can't, we can't keep the lights on alone. We can't pay the rent alone. We can't reach the people alone. Alone. We can't teach the people. We can't help the people alone. He says, because again, I ain't trying to wear myself out. I ain't trying to wear my health out. I ain't trying to wear my bank account out. I ain't trying to wear, I ain't trying to wear nothing out. Amen. I'll give, i give my time, my talent, and treasure, but I'm not trying to get woke out for nobody. Amen. I will step away and step down and deal with God on the backside before I get woke out. Yes. And you're looking at it right here in the Word. Because right. Right. Right even God told what uh, Aaron and, and uh, what's the other dude to hold up Moses' arms. Yes. I forgot the other dude's name, but, but, but anyway, it don't matter. It was two dudes, and they were holding up his arm. You know, and so, because you can't do this thing alone. And he says what? He says that, that, that verse 19, he says, Now obey my voice, and I will give you advice. And that, that actually brings us into the, to the next point, our sixth point. I'm almost done. Our sixth point, which is what? Get advice. Get advice. Get advice. Quit going to my scripture. Get advice. I said I, I, said I didn't want to do this alone, but I think I got this. Okay. Right. I'm messing with you. know I'm messing with you. I got jokes today. Here it is. We got to get advice. 
Because truly, I don't want to even do this alone because it's, it's about the Holy Spirit teaching. And if it comes from out there, it comes from out there because we all learning at the same time. Amen. Amen. But he said, he said to give advice. He says to get advice. Why? Because, see, a lot of us want to be smarter than we actually are. Mm -hmm. it, it, it's okay to ask questions. It's okay to not know. It's okay to not know. It, it, see, I, I, I know folks like to think that I think I know everything, you know, but, you know, sometimes I feel like I do every once in a while. But then I, you know, that's just me being funny. Because I know deep down I'm a life learner. I, I, I'm insatiable for, for information and knowledge and, and revelation. You know, that, 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 that's my high. I like to learn new things and, and read about new things. I read all kind of stuff. It, it's like because I just want to get more stuff. It's like because I don't think you stop learning until you meet glory. So it's like you got to just, you got to always be seeking advice. Yes, yes. Again, if you're the smartest one in the group, Lord have mercy, you in the wrong group. I ain't saying you can't hang around your little dumb friend. I'm just saying that you got to get some more smart. See, see, when I was young, I, I did it. Now, I did it. I practiced that even before I was in the church. Even before I was in the church. I, I, I had my little pharmaceutical industry boys. You know, I hung around them because they were fun. You know, they like to turn up. You know, we smoke it, how that. But then I also had the people over here who I could get some information from who can help me go to a new level. So now that I don't like straddling the fence. That ain't no good either. But at the same time, I was smart enough to know these dudes ain't gonna really take me nowhere. They ain't really got nothing to give me but a good time. I need to get around some folks who really going somewhere, who got something on their mind besides getting high and getting girl. I gotta really know something better than that because otherwise, this is all it's gonna be. And I done seen what they dad did and what their brothers did. Everybody over here end up in the same place. I already know where that's going. Let me see what's over here too. I stay over here, have a little fun, but I'm going to be headed over here. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. Yeah. But see, now you can't do this too long because you start looking crazy, don't you? Yeah. Pull that, somebody say, pull that leg on over another side. Yeah. As you grow, your little dumb friends should get less and less. It don't mean you don't like them, it don't mean you don't love them, it don't mean you don't care about them. It just means, you know, we ain't like that. You know, we, Jesus had 12 disciples, but it was only three that really got to come in. You'll get that when you get home. Amen. I don't know who I'm talking to. Some of y'all leave them little dumb friends alone. They ain't, it ain't that they don't know nothing. It's just that they unlearn. It's just they unlearn. They don't want to know nothing. They don't want to do nothing. They, they, they like this. They, they all about the turn up. That's all it is. is this all we want to do? This all, what, what it say? Eat, drink, and be merry for tomorrow we die. So you only live once. That's why I hated that. YOLO, YOLO. What the? Come on, yeah, we all only live once, but this is what you want to do with it? <laughs> I mean, you're going to be 60, 70 years old still trying to turn out? You're going to turn out? I mean, come on now. Y'all done been to them clubs where you got that, you know, we in our 20s, but you see that little 40, 50 year old man, like, what he doing here? I mean, I get, I get it. When you're 20, something I understand. You know, I, I advise you not to, but I've been there, so I can't, I can understand. But, but you know, you see that little 40 year old, 50 year old man, like, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? What are you doing here? Clothes all out of style. <laughs> his, his rap all out of style. He talking with your side is. Anyway. <laughs> Let me move on. Let me move on. Well, man, get advice. Get advice. This is some advice I'm giving you, amen? Get off and around them dumb folks. 
Because what it say? Look at Proverbs. See, we back in Proverbs again. Look at Proverbs 16. I'm almost finishing up right here. Proverbs 16. We only got one more point. Proverbs 16. You got to understand. You got to be ready. Proverbs 16 and 20. Proverbs 16 20 says, whoever. See, when you say whoever, that means you, whoever. That's everybody. Whoever gives thought to the word will discover good. And blessed is he who trusts in the Lord. The wise of heart is called discerning. And sweetness of speech increases persuasiveness. What is he saying right there? He said, when you give thought to the word, when you lean not to your own understanding, when you get advice from the word, remember the very first point was, what does God think about it? What is what? When you give thought to the word, then you discover good. He said, you discover good. How many of y'all tired of discovering bad? You, you get with him, and then all of a sudden you discover he was bad. See, if you had to lean to the own advice, you lean to your own advice. That's why you couldn't discover he was bad, because you wouldn't listen to nobody. Your mama told you you weren't no good because your mama knew it wasn't no good. She can smell no good from 10 miles coming. But you, your nose wide open. You don't smell nothing. Uh -huh. Puppy love. There's <laughs> a reason why they call it puppy love because puppies turn into dogs. Amen? <laughs> Keep it going. <laughs> when animals attack. Look at Proverbs still. Proverbs 15. Go back one chapter. 15 and 22. Proverbs 15 22. This is all about advice. Where we at right now? Get advice. Get advice. Proverbs 15 and 22. Without counsel, plans fail. But with many advisors, they succeed. With many advisors, they succeed. Now that's a very, that's a very um one that you got to give a caveat to in the word. Because it says with many advisors. So people start going around, they want to ask everybody. Then you get confused. Then you get confused. Mm -hmm. See, last time I checked, you got to make sure who you asking. See, now, if I, if I want to learn how to invest my money and how to grow my money, I'm not going to ask somebody who don't even know how to balance their checkbook. That, that, that advice probably ain't going to be right. Yeah, if, 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 I'm trying to, if I'm trying to stay in my marriage, I'm not going to go and talk talk what's going on, the problems in my marriage with a man who's who been married three, four times and still want to be in the club with your sign is. Ah. See, he, his advice probably is not going to line up with where I'm really trying to go. See, it says many advisors, but but we have to add the caveat that I think is understood right there that you got to get it that you got to seek wise counsel. You got to seek the godly counsel. You got to seek people who already done been there, done that, been there, done that. Our friend, I was talking about our friend uh, Lady Cleaver. She got another thing. She talks about her 2020 rule. You see, see, I, I, I soak in from everybody. You see what I'm saying? Today? I don't see here professor. I know everything. If I get it, I give credit. She talks about the 2020 rule and where you you know you got to have somebody in your life that's 20 years older than you and 20 years younger than you. One is pouring into you, the other one you pouring into. Younger folks, you can scale that down a little bit. Maybe 10 to 10 or, or 5 and 5 if you're real young. But the bottom line is, somebody got to report it because why are you going to make all the mistakes that they made? I think Eleanor Roosevelt said what? He said, he said learn from somebody else's mistakes because you won't live enough long enough to make them all yourself. 
Learn from what everybody else did. That's all parents really try to do. I know it seems like they're coming down and acting a fool and all that, but a lot of times it's just like, Lord, I see where you're going. I've been there, I've done that. Got a t-shirt. It's packed away in the closet. I just didn't want you to know I've been there. But please don't do that, because I'm telling you what the outcome is. I know how it's going to work. I done seen him before. Yeah, I know he look cute. I know he got the word. I know he, he look like he got it going on, but I know what's underneath that thing. I see the snake that's underneath. I see the wolf that's in that sheep clothing. Yeah, I I know he look good, and I know it's all talking right, but see, talking is cheap. What is he really doing in your life? See, we can say one thing. You can tell me, I always tell people, don't tell me you love me. Show me you love me, because too many people done said it, and I don't ever see the equation add up. See, I'm a logical person. I don't get caught up in all that emotion. Yeah, I can feel good just like the best of them, but if one plus one don't equal two, ain't no way you're trying to convince me that it's three. I don't believe that, and ain't gonna ever believe that. Like my granddad used to tell me, you ain't gonna pee on my head and tell me it's rain. <laughs> That's right. It might be wet, but it ain't rain. <laughs> so you gotta seek advice. See, that advice will tell you, this, this ain't right. Look, come here, boy, that ain't right. Come, let me talk to you. Let me talk to you. Or do it, man, man. Let me tell you about, let me tell you about old girl right there. You know, you might not, you know, that's a that's a that's a career destroyer right there. You don't see that? She, she got a baby just waiting to pop. Now you now you all messed up 18 years of bondage. Cause you didn't think about how crazy she really was. Don't 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 always seek advice. That's all I'm saying. Let's move on. I'm finishing right here. Seek advice. What so what do we have? You gotta the first one was we gotta we gotta what does God think? What does God think? What does God think? Define clear goals, number two. Number three was to make a plan. Number four was to schedule. Put that thing down. Schedule some time. Set time aside. You trying to start a business, whatever you already at work, when you come home, say, okay, between eight and nine, or after I put the kids to bed, or whatever, I'm gonna, this is going to be my hour that I'm really working on my business. If it ain't nothing with me just sitting here listening to God tell me what I need to do for this hour, I ain't nothing is going to distract this time. Then number five, stop doing too much. You're doing too much. You're just doing too much. Trying to be too many things for too many people at too many times in too many places with the wrong folks. You're giving out all your goods to the stuff that don't have no value. And then number six, get advice. And lastly, right here, after it all come together, you can't have no fear of failure. Oh, thank you. We say no fear of failure. No fear of failure. See, that's what stops a lot of us from even setting resolutions in the first place because we don't want it to not happen. Well, I just gave you steps on how to make it happen. And it's not my steps. Each step, I gave you word with it. So it, 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 you can take it back to God and say, well, God, you said you said if I seek godly counsel, then I can discover good. God, you said that, that if I seek you first, then all these things will be added to me. This is what you said. You, you, said, you said that if I'm diligent, then things, are, then things will work out and I'll prosper. This is what you said. This is what you said. So we don't have to have any fear of failure. And see, sometimes there's nothing wrong with, with falling down. See, we so, we so scared to fall down that we don't even want to walk, so we settle for crawling. Not realizing that crawling, you can scrape up your knees more than you can when you fall down. So we just, we just, we just rely on crawling and, and, and sustaining. Going back to that pharmacy, we just do enough to get by. We just 
want enough to be just just happy for the day, just enough, you know, and and, and that's it. Let's not be sellers this year. Let's not settle. Let's not settle. Let's not settle. And especially because of fear. I'm even talking to myself because this sneaks in on you. You don't even realize you're scared. You don't even realize you're scared until it shows up. And some of us are afraid of success. Believe it or not, we're afraid of success because success comes with responsibility and accountability. And you got to be dependable. And so it's like, I don't want to, I'd rather, I'd rather hide in the background. And so, but see, false humility becomes pride. Because you don't want to, you, you know, because now you're saying that you're not trying to do what God called you out. God called you to the front, but you're trying to hide in the back, trying to be cute, trying to be humble. I'm humble. I don't know. I don't want to do all that. But see, God is saying, no, you, you're doing it because you got false because you're really scared. You're scared to step outside your comfort zone. See, your comfort zone does not possess your destiny. Your comfort zone is for resting in and for you to, to be low to sleep. And you will never find your destiny in your comfort zone. Ever. Ever. There's no person who's succeeded in doing what God has called them to do to be inside of their comfort zone. I had to step all outside of my comfort zone to do this because I had to start writing checks. And see, some of y'all don't know me about how I am with my money. But Lord, the number of checks we had to write to get this thing going, please, this, that was all outside of my comfort zone. Cause I'm like, hold up now, God, and you really, you asking a little too much now. <laughs> I mean, this, this is way outside of my comfort zone because the numbers ain't adding up. You just keep, it's just, I, every time I keep going back, it's more and more. Something else need this and need that. But see, your, your destiny is never inside of your comfort zone. You're going to have to detach your comfort from your destiny because they don't go together. They are two contradictory forces. They are colliding with each other and they will not coexist. No fear. Why is there no fear? Look at Ecclesiastes. This is the last one. Turn to Ecclesiastes. That's right before Proverbs. Written by the same man. Ecclesiastes verse 7. I mean chapter 7. Ecclesiastes chapter 7. Or it's right after Proverbs. I'm sorry. Ecclesiastes chapter 7. And let's look at verse 14. And then we finish. And I hope that you got something out of these are steps that you can use to, to really make what you want to do happen. Apply each one of these steps to, to whatever it is you're trying to do. If it's a business, apply the step. If it's a book, apply the step. If it's a, you know, and then here go another one for free that I didn't add in here as a point. But get you, a, get you an accountability partner. Get you somebody who's going to push you to do that thing. Get you somebody who's going to spot you. Cause see that weight get heavy sometimes and you can't get it up on. Get you a spotter. Come on, man, you can do it. You can get through it. Come on, girl, you got, come on, don't let that, don't let, have you done what you're supposed to do today? See, we don't want that cause then that make us do it. Uh -huh. yeah. You're right, you're right. See, having somebody call you on the phone and be like, you know, air fried or every Sunday. Okay, you said you was gonna do this this week. Have you done it? Okay. See, we don't wanna do that. But no, no man, no, no greatness is ever reached without somebody pushing you to that. Yep. You know, I think Vince Lombardi was the one that said, or either him or the uh, old Cowboys coach, one of them was uh, Tom Landry, who basically said that that a coach, a coach's job is to is to make men do what they don't want to do in order for them to attain what they always wanted. Mm. 
Because see, that's what a coach is going to do. He's going to push you past what you want to do. I don't feel like doing that. I don't want to do that. But I know you want to obtain something. I know you want something that's greater. So we got to realize no fear. Because Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse 14, it says, In the day of prosperity, be joyful. Because we happy when stuff's good. But it says in the day of adversity, it didn't say if, it said in. We're trying to walk through all those steps, here come the distraction. Your job, your kids, your mama and them, your cousin and them, that girl, whatever, anything, distraction. It says in the day of adversity, consider. That means think about it. God has made the one as well as the other. So that man may not find out anything that will be after him. What is he saying right there? He's saying that that same day you was happy and you was prosperous and everything was happy and you was joyful and now a little bit of adversity done come and you distracted by it and all that. God made this day too. If he made good days, he made the bad days, guess what? It means at the end of the day, God made it all. Going back to our step number one, what does God think? What is that's why I say it's consider. God is the source. It's just like it's just like when you drive with your GPS and, and sometimes you get lost and what does the GPS do? It recalibrates. Recalculating, recalibrating so that it can get you back what on course. Back on course. So that's what it is. When that fear pop up, go back to step number one. God, what do you think? Let me consider. I need to recalibrate so I can get back on course. Now I can go back through each step. Okay, God, I got off a little bit again. I was getting advice, but that wasn't the right advice. Let me go back to step one. Let me see what do you think. I need to recalibrate. Mm -hmm. that's see, that's what a GPS is. GPS. God perpetually speaking. God perpetually speaking. He's always trying to recalibrate us. He's always trying to get us back on course. We just got to be considering what he's saying. God, what do you think? GPS, God's positioning system. He always trying to get us in the right position. What does he think? Amen. Amen. Know your steps. What are we saying? What does God think? Let's go through them. That's it. Where we at? I did a little go. I want to go back through them in case you didn't get them. What does God think? That's what we got to do. Define your clear goals. Set a plan. That's important. Right, write it down. Don't just set it in your mind. Your mind is, your mind is, is not as good as you think it is. A short pen is better than a long memory. Make a schedule. Set some time aside. The time ain't going to make it. You got to manage yourself. Time is already managed. It's only 24 hours. Stop doing too much. Prioritize yourself. Get advice. Get advice. Get advice. There's somebody who's done it, and they've done it before. They either messed up. If you want to learn how not to do it, learn from them. If you want to learn how to do it, learn from people who've done it. No fear of failure. No fear of failure. Amen. Amen. Father God, we just thank you right now. We just bless your name. We give you the praise and the honor, Father God. We thank you right now that you've given us these steps, Father God, that we may walk through, that we may walk through in this time, Father God, that we can seek you and understand that you will always guide us back to the 
right position, that we can seek your help, and that you will always calibrate us back to the right place, Father God. We thank you that truly, because of what you've laid out in your word, that we can have a new me in our new year, Father God. We thank you right now. And Father God, I just bless your people right now, Father God, and that they begin to get the revelation of what you want them to do, Father God. Father God, I call forth the manifestation of their prayers, Father God, of their dreams, Father God, of their hope and their destiny and their purpose, Father God, that this year we begin to see unfold what it is that you have for each and every one of their lives, Father God, whether it's businesses, books, whether it's ministry, whatever it is, Father God, begin to manifest it in their lives, Father God, so that they may walk it out and share it with the people of God. So, Father, we thank you and we give you the honor and the praise. And the people of God, we say amen.